Swinging over to grab the next exit, Sarah dodged through the heavy traffic, feeling like she was in the middle of an amusement park ride. Finally, she pulled up behind the patrol cars at the east entrance of Northwood Mall. It stood like a relic compared to newer, glitzier malls, but it still clung to a certain level of classiness, sort of like a dowager queen who merits respect by means of association. It didn't hurt to associate with Neiman Marcus. Sarah got out and slammed the door, looking over the roof of the car to Angel. Can we do this? The other woman held her gaze for a long moment, then nodded. Good. Sarah pushed off and covered the distance to the entrance in quick strides, the soles of her shoes slapping the concrete. The long corridor bustled with activity as Sarah and Angel walked up to the crime scene. A couple of patrol officers held a crowd of mall employees behind the yellow tape, and Sarah recognized members of the forensic team working the area. She didn't recognize the small, wiry man who danced around like water on a hot griddle, but she pegged him as some kind of manager. Managers always danced under pressure. A tall, scruffy-looking patrol officer approached Sarah. Detective? Sarah didn't recall ever seeing the officer before, but his name tag read Tim Husky. Sarah Kingsley, she said by way of introduction. You call this in? Yeah. Got an ID yet? Tim pulled out his notebook. Mel Halsley. Manager ID'd him. A maintenance worker. That the manager? Sarah motioned toward the small man who was now wringing his hands with anxiety. Yeah. Tim shook his head. What an asshole. All he's worried about is how inconvenient this is. Could we maybe be done before the shoppers show up? Did he find the body? No, the rent-a-cop did. He inclined his head toward a rail-thin young man wearing a mall security uniform. The guy looked no more than 16, and the shock was still apparent in the tinge of green around his mouth. Found the body when he came on shift at eight. Did he know when the last security check had been done? We'll have to verify. Tim said, but the usual routine includes a pass at midnight. Okay, thanks. That'll help nail the TOD. Sarah walked toward the body sprawled on the pale tile. If she tried, she could pretend it was just a mannequin. Depersonalize it. It was a tip John had passed on to her at her first murder scene. But it didn't work. The cold, lifeless eyes of each murder victim tugged at the soft spot inside her, that no amount of experience had been able to firm up. Pulling down the shade of professionalism, Sarah concentrated on the facts. Male, Caucasian, mid-thirties. Cheap Timex watch. Blue uniform shirt stretched over an abundant middle. The guy obviously hadn't been concerned about the latest reports of the dangers of obesity. The police photographer stepped carefully around the splayed legs of the corpse to shoot another angle, and Sarah held out her shield. Let me know when we can poke around. Sure thing, detective. This one's going to be a forensic bitch. Sarah glanced around. Not many surfaces even worth dusting for prints. God knows how many people passed down this hall in a given day. No way could they do eliminations. Roberts, the head of the forensic team, stepped up. He wore his usual tweed jacket, his red bow tie big enough to hide the second fold of his double chin. This'll introduce a whole new element of fun into your life, he said, holding out a plastic evidence bag 
that contained what looked like a page torn out of a dime store notebook. Sarah fingered the plastic, looking closely at the words scrawled on the paper in crude block letters. They won't get away with it anymore. Great, Sarah said, just fucking great. It was stuck in the dead gas pocket, Robert said, as Sarah passed the bag to Angel. Guess we can't pretend it wasn't put there on purpose.